Bang bang! Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Jolly Best in sports betting advice. He will send you what to bet on, which uh, bookmaker to bet with, how many units of your bankroll to bet, and why he has chosen to take this bet and why we have the advantage. What more information do you want, dude? Are you satisfied with being poor? Then sign up with Bet With Joel. Betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week subscription. There are no lock-ins. You can also go to welcome to the potty on Instagram and click the link in the bio and um, sign up through there. Potty exclusive 50, that's potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week subscription. Dude, defy the odds, beat the bookies, and stack them chips like you're fundraising, bruh. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Do you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast? Then sign up. No, there's no sign up, sorry. Um, go to welcometothepotty.com slash store. Enter promo code... What the fuck? This isn't bet with Joel. Let's try this again. And we don't do, we don't even do any types of fucking, um, you know, we don't do any editing. And I tried to say editing, but my tongue didn't work. We don't do no editing, bro. So let's just start this whole read again from here. Um, to support, you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast, go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt and let me tell you this do you have a small child at home bowl this t-shirt up bowl it up put it in the child's crib and it's gonna think it's gonna think that that it's a teddy bear dude this this t-shirt is soft it's actually as soft as baby thighs dude so you can do instead of harming babies and actually skinning a baby's legs and making a t-shirt, dude, you can straight up go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and buy yourself this butter soft. Welcome to the potty, potty, welcome to the potty, unsourced t-shirt, dude. And it's made out of cotton. No babies were harmed in the making of this um, commercial. So support the uh, Welcome to the Potty podcast. And for this month only, uh, we'll be... Uh, we'll be donating 50% of all sales to the CFS, the Country Fire Service, to help with the bushfire relief, man. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party, bang bang! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PR of podcasting, the captain. Dude, we're in here, we're in the studio doing this. Um, I just got back from work. Um, you know, took it easy, did did some two-minute noodles when I got home to replenish before sitting down and doing this potty, dude. Um, shit, what we got happening? We got, uh, in February, I got a couple gigs. I got the Cranker. Um, let me just, let me just check the, uh, the date 
on that. Um, do, 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 do. February 11th at the Crown and Anchor. Um, and I've also got February 21st uh, at Hell's Kitchen, which is a Rhino Room Basement. Um, I'll be down there um, opening for uh, Zach Watson um, at for the Adelaide Fringe. So I'll be doing that. I'll be doing about 10 minutes. So come to those shows, man. So there's that. And we'll be out here getting that paper, bruh. Um, what else, dude? What else have we been doing? Um, you guys know it was my parents' birthdays last week. Um, so Saturday night, Rachel and I went out with mom and Matthew, my stepdad, and we had some dinner. And you know, I don't really, I don't really say the names of restaurants on here. So we went and had some dinner, then we went to some bars, had some drinks, got like lightweight turnt. Um, mom and Matthew went home around 11.30, 11.45. Then I went to this other bar with Rachel to meet up with her friends. Um, and I wasn't really vibing that dude. So you know how sometimes when you drink and you just don't, you don't get to that next level, that party level. That's what was me that night. I was just chilling. I was having a good time, but I was real chill. And then I was like, do I stay out and try to party? Like I would have had to drink a lot. And I was like, well, I could spend a lot of money and try to get to that level. I might not get there and be a waste of money and I'll have a hangover tomorrow. Or I could just go home now. So I went to this other bar with Rachel to meet up with her friends. And when they came, I was like, all right, I'm out. And I'll see you when you get home, you know? So that was cool. So I woke up hangoverless on Sunday. That was good. I wanted to do some gardening, but it was actually raining all day Sunday. So we went out to brunch with a couple of Rachel's friends, um, Jimmy and Chantel. It was actually Chantel's birthday. I think the same day as my mom's or something similar. Um, so that was cool. We did that. And then... Came home and I played a lot of 2K, dude. I was 2K Clay, you know, NBA 2 Clay 19 or 2 Clay 20. So I was doing that, dude. And I didn't go to uh, open mic last night, mainly just because I was tired and sometimes you just need to get some sleep. So um, tomorrow night, the night that this episode comes out, I'll definitely be going to Giggles to... You know, see if I can get get up on stage tomorrow night. Do another do another five minute. Um, yeah, dude. And then it's Australia Day on the weekend. Um, sounds like they may be cancelling fireworks because it's um, it's offensive to bushfire victims. Um, which is like I guess, but like, don't bushfire victims have more to worry about than whether someone's doing fireworks or not? Like, they're obviously not going to do fireworks in the bush. You know, they're going to do it like in the CBD and all that. Um, I just don't feel like the bushfire victims are the ones complaining. They probably have got things to worry about. Like, are the insurance people going to actually fix my house? Because the insurance, insurance is something you pay for and you never see anything for it. And then your house burns down and they try to tell you that they don't cover you for that type of insurance. That's what insurance is. So... It's a huge stitch up. I pay for, I've got car insurance. Um, I've got, you know, health insurance. Um, I don't do travel insurance, um, but you can get home and contents insurance, life insurance. Um, you can get insurance, man. I think, 
I think Jennifer Lopez has insurance on her booty or something like that, which I don't really know how that works. I don't really know how that works, but, um, she's like, I don't know how old JLo is. Can we, um, can we look that up? Um, okay. Google here and we'll just Google what JLo, that's the quickest way to put it in. Dude, sometimes I, um, I just search in the search bar and it doesn't work. And then I've got to go to Google and then search. And that's, does that make me happy? No. Okay. How old is this woman? 50. Dude, she's so hot. Um, Jennifer Lopez casually wore $9 million worth of diamonds to the SAG Film Awards. And that's just weird because like she's, I mean, I guess she's an actress. Um, will she ever win a prize? Well, I was about to say no, but let's, let's go to her IMDB and see if she's ever won a prize. She did Made in Manhattan. Um, fuck, I don't even know what else she was in. Hustlers, I haven't seen that. Um, but let's see. Um, yes, it doesn't look like she's got any prizes. She's been nominated for, oh shit, hold on. Um, 60 wins. Okay. Let's see what she's won. Special achievement award, female entertainer of the year, outstanding music video performance, American music award, best supporting actress in hustlers at the Austin film critics association. Like no one really cares about that, to be honest. Video of the year at the BET awards in 2001 for the song I'm Real Remix, shared with Ja Rule. Would somebody please call Ja Rule? Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah. Anyway, I just don't think she's going to be winning a, um, you know, a SAG film award, you know, no offense, but you're good at singing and dancing and not even really singing. Um, was that rude? Um, so yeah. What was I talking about? Oh, insurance. Australia Day. I might go to the river, um, hang out with Big Yarnos. Um, he's not yet a friend of the show. I do intend getting him on the show one day, Big Yarnos. Um, shit, I feel underprepared today. Oh, I do have, have a Clay's review. I do have a Clay's review for you. So should we... Hold on, let's... Um, yeah, let's do Clay's reviews. Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. All right, now I'm just trying to find the uh, the name of this movie, uh, the Meyerwitz stories. Um, so it was directed by the same guy that did Marriage Story, um, Noah Baumbach. I'm not really sure how to say it. Um, and it's just about a family that's all basically split up, um, like, you know, separated family. It's not like a family unit. They get together because, um, their, their dad gets sick and they think he's going to die. He's an artist and they want to get his, they want to get his, you know, his art celebrated or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, you know, it's got Adam Sandler, 
um, Dustin Hoffman, Ben Stiller. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all people that I usually like to watch. But this movie, like, first of all, Noah Baumbach, 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 Baumbach. He um, obviously just likes telling stories of fucked up families because um, Marriage Story was sad as a motherfucker. But um, this one wasn't so, like as sad, but it was still fucked up. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know. Uh, I like the way, I like the way he films his shit. He can tell the story. Um, but, um, I don't think that this movie, because, you know, it wasn't as heavy as like marriage story, right? I don't think it demanded as much out of the actors. They didn't have to act hard. They didn't do anything that really impressed me. Um, I think it could have been maybe like a, I don't know, maybe, maybe a theater show. It could have been maybe a book. It could have even been like a, a short series on TV or something, um, where if they made it a bit longer, they could have made some more twists and turns and made it a little bit more heavier and more for the actors to do. I don't know. Um, sometimes Noah Baumbach or Baumbach, he he will he will. Um, I think it's called a jump cut. Um, he will. Is it called a jump cut? Smash cut. Uh, I guess we've got a Google smash cut and jump cut. So smash cut. Oh my god! And that shit with Google just happened again. Smash cut. A smash cut is a technique in film and other moving picture media where one scene abruptly cuts to another for aesthetic. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. He does smash cuts. Let me just check what a jump cut is. The jump cut is a cut in film editing in which two sequential shots of the same subject are taken from the camera positions that vary only slightly, if at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. He was doing smash cuts, right? Um... And what, like he would do it while someone's yelling so that when they're yelling, he's like, fuck you, right? But it, it would go like, fuck yeah. And that would, and then it would cut to the next scene like that. Um, so I don't know why I forgot why I was talking about that, but I, I did. I, oh yeah. Cause I liked, I liked the timing of it when he did do that. I liked, yeah, I liked his timing of that. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, if you don't see this movie, dude, I think everything will be okay. Um, you're not missing out on anything. It's not something that I would be maybe um, like Russian to go see or even, you know, or even, you know, Ukrainian to go see. But um, and that was, you know, that was probably a bad joke. Um 6.5 out of 10. It's on Netflix. And I... Yeah, 6.5. You know, it was watchable. I didn't feel like I had to change it. Um, it did engage me to a degree. Um, but yeah, it just... it. I don't know that, a, like, that film was the best... Um, 
medium for this particular story. Does that make sense? And I respect Noah Baumbach, bro, because remember that other movie, Marriage Story? I fucking, you know, I almost wept watching that shit. Um, uh, what else? Shit. Let's see if we've got some more stories here. Um, re- refresh the emails. We might go to poor posture of the week if we've got anything. Mm-mm-mm. Let's check the emails. Nope. Well, guess what? We're going to do advice. This is just going to be mostly an advice episode because I've been lacking on the advice lately. Um, let's have a look at this. All right. Oh, I should have worn my glasses. Hold on. I've got to lean into the... Teresa. And I've got a friend of mine that's actually seeing a girl that's either named Teresa or Therese or um, Therese. Uh, and that's sometimes how some people like to say the number three like that. Therese. Mm, yeah. So he's seeing, he's seeing her. So, and I actually know, um, I actually knew a girl named Teresa, right? And I was seeing this girl in college and her friend, I think it was named Teresa. And I think she went to like a party school down in Florida, right? And she came up to our school and, um, she, yeah, she liked to party. So think about this. I'm with this girl she goes off, then this girl Therese pops up and she's trying to, she's trying to, you know, slob on my knob, like going on the cob, right? And I'm like, hey, listen, this girl that's your friend is the girl that I'm into. And she said, she doesn't even know. And I was like, what if she smells your breath on my slab later? You know, <laughs> not playing that game. I'm not risking it all for the, you know, the bickies, brother. You know, so that's, that's my experience with Therese. Um, my, my dad and mum have a friend called Teresa who, um, when I was growing up, she was around a lot. Um, I don't really know much stories about her though, but that's pretty much another Teresa experience. Um, so yeah, there's a few Teresas I know, and one of them might have been writing this, um, this email. So listen to this. My mum left my dad for the baby. This is just the subject line. Some people do long subject lines. My mum left my dad for the babysitter seven years ago, and I never realized how it affected my relationship with my mum until now. Okay. Well, um, Therese, let's, uh, let's get into this. My sister and I had the same babysitter, Amy, while we were growing up. From when I was six until I was 11, when she went from being my babysitter to essentially my stepmom. From what my dad has told me, my mom and Amy started an affair when my mom was. Oh, shit, lesbian. I didn't even put two and two together. From what my dad has told me, my mom and Amy started an affair when my mom was 38 and Amy was 22. My mom left my dad a year later and started dating Amy. Let me tell you this. That's not going to work out. Dude, when I was 22, that was around when Therese was um, trying to, you know, S on my D. Um, and those two letters in the alphabet, they're not even close to each other, dude. So so I don't know how, you know, Amy and your mom's going to be close to each other. But let's hear more. Um, oh, yeah. What I was trying to say is 22 and 38, bro. That's too far. That's too far a difference. Um, 
she this 22 year old i'm pretty sure doesn't even know whether she's a lesbian or you know if she's like a straight person or bisexual or pansexual she doesn't even know bro she's just 22 she's just out here breaking up families bro you know i was um like around 26 ish and i was with like a yeah i think i was with a 38 year old at that time and and that wasn't going to work. We're different stages of our lives, bro. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want these kids around. She had three kids. I didn't want three kids running around, bro. That weren't my seed. That I'm not, you know, and I've got to be responsible for them because some other dude left. Forget about it, dude. I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't even get through a weekend without, you know, you know, making a mistake most weekends. So, so that was me at 26 and this girl's 22. So she's got four years less life experience than I had when I was with a 38 year old. So think about that, you guys. And especially, especially you, Teresa. Um, let's keep moving. <clears throat> um, and my mom left my dad a year later and started dating Amy. I'm 17 now and my mom and Amy are still together. They never got married seven years ago. They are still together. Good Lord. They never got married, but they're common law or whatever. My dad has two weekends a month with my sister and I. And the rest of the time I spend with Amy and mom. It's gross. I like Amy. She's nice and we get along well. We always have. But there's a difference between liking someone because they took care of you as kids and then being your stepmom. She's never overstepped her boundaries or anything. She doesn't try to replace my dad or act as my parent. But the idea of her and my mom together makes me sick. There's a bigger age difference between my mom and Amy than between Amy and I. I can't really even be in the same room as them together now or apart. My mom and Amy have noticed this, but I refuse to talk to them about it. Do I leave this alone? Do I talk to them? Do I just try and move on with my life? I didn't like it when I was younger and I don't like it now. I need advice on how to deal with this. I bro, Deese. Let me tell you this. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry I keep calling you dude and bro, but your name is Therese. Um, first of all, it's almost weird because, you know, you're so mad, you know, it's been seven years. So part of me actually believes that you kind of wanted that. I wonder if you're a lesbian, you know, you wanted that babysitter fantasy to come true. Maybe, you know, that's where my head's going a little bit here. Cause I'm thinking, what are you so mad about seven years later? Now, listen, <sighs> try not to get into this too much because I don't want to hurt people's feelings in my life. But my, you know, my dad and my stepmom, um, I wasn't thrilled about that. Am I thrilled about it today? Not heaps, brother, sister, not heaps, sister. But like, you know, if your mom's happy, that's really the main thing It's not this situation is not about your happiness especially at the age you're at when you 19 or 17 or something like this. I six until I was 11. So you're 11 has been seven years. So you could be like 17 or 18. So yeah, at this point in your life, Oh, you said up there, I'm 17 now. Okay. I would, first of all, how did you find out about the welcome to the party podcast at 17? I guess my, my demo, my main demo is probably males between 18 and 36. And you miss, you miss out on that by about one year. So I'm just trying to figure out where we're hearing about the Welcome to the Potty podcast too. Um, 
and you're a female. So that's another thing. And yeah, so it's not, it's not about you that I see. It's not about you. Um, it's about your, your mom's happiness. Did she do something grimy? Yeah. And you can talk to her about that. I, I, I believe so. I think you can, um, just say like, Hey, maybe, maybe we go and see a therapist and talk about this because this is affecting me still seven years later. I'm, I still feel affected and I need to move past it. I don't know how to do it myself. Um, yeah. Say I feel angry regularly at Amy for, um, breaking up our family. I feel angry at you. It's been seven years and I haven't moved on and I need help with that. Can, can you help me by going to therapy with me or something like that? Really? Otherwise, um, maybe you go to therapy by yourself and figure out, um, why you still want to bang your babysitter, even though she's not your babysitter anymore. She's your babysitter is your stepdad, you know, and Hey, maybe your mum needs therapy, dude, because do we know, do we even know that she's gay or bi? Maybe she's straight and she just did one of these moves like, ah, oh, I've had it with men and I'm going to be gay now, you know? And that happens, dude, and we can pretend that it doesn't. We can pretend that it doesn't. Did your dad get fat? Did your dad get fat and the hot babysitter came in? Because you always know that the second wife or second husband or second stepmom dad is, um, you know, is, is always hotter. You always go for an upgrade in most cases. You know, if I, if I even had a first wife, she'd be pretty hot. Um, you know, if, if me and Rachel get married, Rachel will be pretty hot. But you know, if I go for number two, dude, I'm going to go probably, you know, younger and hotter. Might go for, you know, I might go, I might be at my midlife crisis by then. I might be able to go for someone with big fakies and, you know, stupid lips. I don't even know what she's saying. She's talking like this and all. Um, I've just put up Instagram and I put that in this story. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's got, you know, cocktail frankfurts for lips and shit. That might be my number two. Number three, we're aiming, we're looking at celebrity status. If you get to get, if you go to third wife, dude, you, you've got to start reaching for the stars, I think. That's the that's really the only thing that's going to make you happy. And will you be successful? No, because celebrities, celebrities never make it through um, relationships. So you got to think about that as well. Um, sorry, we've just got, we've got things coming up, notifications on the screen here. Um, yeah, but that's what I would do is go and chat to your mum about it, about getting some help with you. Um, oh, and as always, it ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. What else we got here? Um, too long. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. And that one was advice on how to break up with a, with a partner. Okay. Well, yeah, I got married. Oh, this one. I got married too young at 22. And had agreed to have kids now at 27. I don't want them yet and don't know if I ever will. Last night she gave me an ultimatum. And these ultimatums, brother, and this sounds like it's from a man. What's your name? Daniel. Sorry. 
Um, very Daniel and Daniel. Well, my that's my old, basically my old roommate and my old housemate's names. I've you know mated with two Daniels, no Bruno. Um, and also, if I'm saying nothing like nothing, I say Daniel. What are you doing tonight, bro? Ah, Daniel. People will be like, what? I'll be like, Nathan, you know, nothing. Nathaniel. Daniel, you know? When people say Nathaniel and Daniel are different, I'll be like, no, but they rhyme, don't they? So, stuff. And that's STFU, shut the fuck up. You understand? So, what are you doing? Nothing. Nathan, Nathaniel, Daniel. So you can use that if you want. Um, we might have to get we might have to get Daniel shirts. I'll just take a note here, maybe Daniel shirts. I ain't doing Daniel or something like that. Daniel shirts. Oh, that's a good pen. All right. Yeah, these ultimatums. Do this or this will happen is... Yeah, I'm not really into those, but let's uh, let's hear more. My wife and I started dating when we were 19. She always knew she wanted kids and she planned on having them by her mid-20s. At 19, it just made sense because it's what you do next. You go to college, you get a job, you get married, and you have kids. We've now done all those things, including getting married at 22, except have kids. And that's wild, son, but let's hear more. She's now ready. She wants kids now and even a bit later than I expected, which I've been thankful for. But now that I'm here, I don't want kids like I thought I would. I thought being older would make me want them, but I don't. Honestly, I think I might hate kids, which makes me feel which makes me feel horrible to admit, but they bug me so much. I also have concerns about what will happen when they grow up and whether or not they would have a good relationship with me because my relationship with my parents is quite strained and not because of abuse, neglect, or anything else traumatic. If you've got a strained relationship, brother, you might um, you might need to go to um, therapy too. Because you got to do something. You can't just sit around doing Daniel, bruh. So that could be something holding you back. I wouldn't quite call the quits yet. Um, and the fact that you've called this an ultimatum, even though you agreed earlier in life that you wanted kids... Um, I don't think it's an ultimatum. I think, oh, well, we haven't finished this email, but, um, I would, I would explore therapy. Um, cause first of all, kids suck dude, but there's nothing like having your own kid. And do I know this from experience? Absolutely not, dude. Absolutely not. But this is just what people say. <laughs> um, but that's what they say, dude. There's nothing like love for your own kid. And I'm sure some people hate kids, but you actually seem empathic or something, sympathetic or whatever. You seem to care, even though you don't want kids. You you, you care about your relationship with them. You, you're worried that you feel horrible to admit that you might hate these kids that you don't even have. So you, that, which means that you wouldn't hate them. You have that love inside of you, bro. You got a big heart, Daniel. You understand? So, um, I would say therapy first, just to explore your relationship with your parents and why that might be holding you back about children. Um, and I wouldn't worry about hating kids dude, because yeah, your own kids will be a whole different story. Yes. They'll keep you up and you'll be like, I hate this shit, but it's not, it's not that you'll never want anything bad to happen to them. You want to protect them over everything. All that, all that good shit, bro. Now, do I want kids? Not right now, bro. Give me another... Give me another, like... Two and a half, three, seven years. Um, okay. 
Anyway, I've told her I might be changing my mind and I'm truly sorry. I'm not sure that I'll never want kids, but I know I don't want them now. And I can't promise her I'll want them in the future. Last night, she gave me an ultimatum. She said it's either her and kids or no her and no kids. I need to decide. Now, it sounds to me like she's been talking to her friends, dude. And she probably needs a little bit of advice of her own, but from someone who's not emotional. Um, ultimatums are not usually the, uh, the best way to go, um, to negotiate. I don't think, you know, she's 27. She's got plenty of years in her. She's got, you know, she's got a good eight years in like 35. I think, you know, he's pretty safe. Um, you know, you see these wild cowgirls on the internet having, have a babies when they're 60 and shit through IVF, uh, which is selfish. Where there's a, there's a population crisis, okay? Um, and you're 60 and you're going to die by the time this kid, like, hasn't even made it through pu- puberty yet. So don't do that. But I think she, she doesn't need, ki- she doesn't need kids right now. She's, she's young enough to have the luxury to say, you know what? I respect how you feel and I think we can wait. But I think you, brother need to explore your, yeah, your parental shit with your, uh, therapist. Yeah. Um, let's keep going. Uh, I don't want things to be over. I love her, but I also understand that maybe I can't give her what she wants. On the other hand, I could just accept it and have kids, but I'm scared it will lead to resentment. And that's not a, um, that's not a stupid thought, dude. Cause you could, it could, but you are young again. You're both 27. You said me and my wife start dating when we were 19. Yeah, so me 27. So you're both 27. Both of you. So you've both got time on your side. Um, I would negotiate. I would say, hey, how about the next couple of years we save and save and save. When we're 30, we do this big fucking holiday let's go away for six months or whatever let's explore let's do one last just thing for ourselves let's smash something amazing out together and then then we we explore creating a family together um but yeah dude if you don't want to be dude i'm I'm going through this same shit right now, to be honest. And I, the way I see it, if you don't want to be a parent, don't be one. You know? If you give that energy off to your kid, that kid's not going to be healthy. And maybe that's what you felt from your parents or a parent. Maybe one of them didn't want a kid. And maybe you felt that growing up. I think you really need to explore that. <clears throat> But you are 27, man. You've got plenty of time. You've got time to be selfish. And I think you guys need to continue talking about that. I don't know why she's pressuring you at such a young age. I know Instagramification of the world. She sees her friend having kids. She's like, it's time. I've got to compete. I've got to show them that I'm doing as good as they're doing. I'm as happy as them. And guess what? You can be happy without a little kid. Guess what? You're getting more sleep than your girlfriend who's got a kid. And guess what? Your puss is still all in shape. 
You know, you haven't got stretch marks, nothing. You can still do Instagram modeling and all that shit. Just tell her things like, you know, like that. Tell her you'll do boyfriends of Instagram. You know, tell her you'll you'll take pictures for her if you want, if she wants. You know, even if she puts on weight, they're doing fat models now. You know, dude, I went on the internet um, to get, I went on the big and tall section to get some new jeans. It was a fat dude wearing the jeans. Model. It was a fat model wearing the jeans. And I was like, well, I'm not getting those jeans because I don't want to look like that guy. I want the jeans that the skinny model's wearing. You know, so that's why. See, all this, all this shit about fat shaming and shit. Hey, you're going to die from diabetes and that's not my problem. You're going to have heart disease, diabetes, whatever it is. That's your problem, not mine. You want to pretend that shit's, you know, brave? It is brave. It is brave that you're willing to roll the dice about dying early. That's about as brave as it gets, you know? It's not brave. Oh, I saw a picture in the news today about this woman that took a picture in a one-piece swimsuit and, a, and she was showing off her cellulite. Brave. She, she, you know, she's a brave, you know, spokeswoman for women, spokeswoman for women or something. Okay. Who's going to speak when she's dead from diabetes, dude? Think about that. So fat model, if your girlfriend's fat, she'd be a fat model, dude. You know, if she gets pregnant and you put on sympathy weight, you could be a fat model. So there's another positive. You could still get that grand money that you could be an influencer, things like that. So, um, so really the message here is go get therapy, find out why you have a strange relationship with your parents. And yeah, if you don't feel like having a kid, don't have one and you might need to be brave enough to give up the loving relationship you're in because of it, you know? And then she has to restart too. She needs to be aware that she's 27 and then she breaks up with you. She finally gets over you. However long that takes. Then she has to meet somebody else. Uh, and if she, if, if she hits it off with the first guy she meets, you know, that might not work out. She needs to meet the right person. Let's pretend it's the first guy she meets. That dude might not even be ready to commit to marriage. You know? He might, and he might not want kids. And do you know how hard it is to date when at the first date of every date you say, um, yeah, I'm like, I was hoping to have kids by 27. So I'm really like, in, you know, in a hurry. Okay, bye. You know? So she needs to think about what her strategy is if, if she's single as well. If she wants to give you ultimatums, what's she doing? What's she doing to have a kid? So... Um, that wasn't helpful, was it? But also, that was pretty, you know. You got to do something, dude. Don't do Daniel, you know. Don't do, don't do Daniel. That's that's the message of today. And uh, that's 40 minutes of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. So we're going to go. Um, please... Uh, don't forget to follow on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, just look up, welcome to the potty, give us a follow, subscribe, rate and review, thumbs up, likes, shares, five stars, tell a friend to tell a friend, let's spread the word, let's get that money up, stack them chips like we're fundraising. If you know any single parents that could use a helping hand, definitely not Daniel, but maybe someone else. 
um, we, we, we will help out any single parents of children up to 12. No more adults. And don't forget to go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and buy yourself a room temperature butter soft Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt, man. I love you guys. Thank you for coming here. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's payday for you guys. And if it's not, it will be soon, man. Keep stacking them chips, paying them bills and getting some, uh, you know, some road dome or something nice like that. If, it, if it's your birthday or even if it's not. Just get some sort of, uh, you know, sexual gratification, you know, just because it's a Wednesday, dude. Do that. Um, don't do it in a pool. You'll get a UTI. Things like that. So, um, I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. This is Welcome to the Potty. And as always, bum bum. Welcome to